Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. We are so uh, blessed tonight and honored to have Rich and Daphne Walker with us. Glory to God. We've We've enjoyed really good fellowship yesterday and today. And uh, wasn't that powerful this morning? Amen. Glory to God. And so we uh, just want uh, Rich to come around. And, you know, he's, he's family now. He's been around long enough. We all know him. We like his humor. <laughs> uh, thanks, Hallelujah. And uh, just share what's on your heart. Obey God, okay? Okay, Amen. Pastor. Thank you so much. Oh, my, my, my. So, got to look at the pretty people again. You guys are good looking, good looking group. Well, the Lord has really required of me this trip to the United States. So, if I had time, I would share with you for hours and hours. I'm a talker. The things that have happened in the last couple of years and, uh, you know, the Lord has really caused us to come up higher. He's required it of us. And um, he's requiring a lot of me in, in Spain and, and then on this trip. And so we'll just step out together, won't we? Let's just let's just go into what he's asking of us 100 percent. Let go of, of those things that hold us to the earth and, and step out into, into what he has. Thank you again, pastors. Thank you for everybody. But I've got a tongue, so here we go. Samunga belete mokopo shaniki. Pendeko pandako pensliti mankisi. Otoko Labisi Mongafa Pade Moliti Molati Mandisi Mande. Our pastors are wonderful at, at interpreting tongues, so I'll give them first crack at it. If either of you would like to, I'd love to have you, but if not, I'm the one. Okay, oh, good. And so you'll see that the light of the glory of the gospel of God will go forth more and more. Yea, you'll see that as my people gather together more and more and lay aside those distractions and those things that that bind them to the earth, you'll see that the glory of God is already moving. The glory of God is already manifesting. Those who've trained you and those who've taught you have said that you're not waiting on God, but God is waiting on you. And so step on out. It's not that far. You know in your hearts, it's not a far out. Do not say who will ascend to the heavens to bring Christ down. No, Christ abides in your midst One little change, one little adjustment, and you'll move into the mighty power and awesome glory of God like you've not seen heretofore. 
You've known it, but only in a measure. Now step out in the fullness and you'll see the Father's pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, dear Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> There's just a little more there. <laughs> oh, the Lord's been... The Lord's got a sense of humor. You remember when, um, when he said to Brother Hagen, uh, the power's in your hands, not in your feet, right? That's what he said. You know, I, didn't, I didn't tell you to lay, lay your feet on people, but, but, but to lay your hands. You know, the Lord has a sense of humor. And he likes us to operate by faith. So, you know, he likes to do that to his ministers too a little bit, to you know, make us operate by faith. Turn with me to Revelation, the the third chapter. (laughs) The power and the glory is not afar off. We've we've misunderstood something. we've, We've misapplied a little something. The power... And the glory has always been inside of us, right? And, and, and somehow we've waited, you know, we, we've, we've just relegated that to, to something. We're just waiting for God. The power and the glory is on the inside of us. And, and it's not so much waiting for a manifestation, but learning how to, how to operate. Those things, it, it, our, our teaching is right, you know. Our our our, our believing is right. Uh, we, it's not that we don't understand these things. It's just that we haven't maybe known where to look. You know, when you when you've got when you've got you know that Mama's leftover cornbread somewhere, and you know how to operate it, right? It ain't like, but 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 you know what? Where where'd Mama leave that? You know, where can we, it's right here. It's right here. Look, it's right under your nose all the time. The power, the glory, the manifestation. You know, it's not, it's, 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 you know, manifestations are according to the will of, as the spirit wills, but he's, he's right here. You know, and so instead of looking to the heavens, looking, you know, to some other, it's right here. It's right here. And it's and and it's it's ready to go off, and it's ready to go off. Tick tick tick, tick tick tick. It's ready, it's ready. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus says here, in uh, in the seventh verse of the third chapter of Revelation, Revelations three seven. He says, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. I know your works. Behold, I've set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. 
For you have had a little strength and have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet and know that I have loved thee. Because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. I will write upon him my new name. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that has a spiritual ear, let him hear the spiritual things that the, that the Lord is saying to the churches. You know, have you noticed that in the world it's been a time of the closed door, right? Uh, I mean, literally, when we were in Spain, uh, when we were at the beginning of COVID, they didn't let us out of our apartment. We were allowed to leave for food and for uh, medicine, but nothing else, no exercise. No, I mean, we were to be in our apartment. So imagine being Daphne stuck in our apartment with me for two and a half months. You know, it, it's the time of the closed door, right? I, we're, we've been going to restaurants and, and it, you know, there's no cook or, there, you know, the, 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 there's, it, there's a long wait for no reason. I mean, things have been more challenging in the natural. But in the spirit, it's the time of the open door. The door is open. And this is the devil's only hope, to get us focused on the closed doors. He's got to get us so distracted by what's going on in this natural realm, so discouraged, so, you know, uh, wringing our hands, because, because in the spirit realm, things are a humming. Things are going excellently. Things are going just as planned. <laughs> Jesus is, is doing well, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and as we focus on him, those doors are going to, we're going to experience these spiritual things. We're going to experience these open doors. I'm not saying it's going to be exactly what we expect, but like I can give the testimony of the way the Lord prepared us for COVID, the way the Lord, I mean, we didn't know what was coming. He didn't tell us. I didn't pro, stand up and prophesy, yea, yea, there shall be even a pestilence come nigh unto thee. I didn't, there was, no, there was none of that, but, but we were exactly ready for it. I mean, um, you know, I had asked the Lord at the beginning of the year. I never asked him. I said, Lord, you know, how's the exchange rate going to be? We missionaries need to know because, you know, it can affect, I mean, COVID has cost us thousands of dollars a year just in the exchange rate, you know. So I said, Lord, the dollar is going to stay where it is, right? He's like, no, it's not going to stay where it is. It's going to, you know, it's going to. So he put me on a budget, first time in my life. I'd never uh, had the Lord put me on a budget. I'd tried to work, live by budgets in the past and really hadn't had success. But he said, this is how much you can spend a month. This is how it goes. 
Boom, 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 boom. Now, we, uh, the Lord leads us to travel out to these cities, uh, some, so do some other uh, preliminary missionary work. We're in Burgos pri- uh, primarily. So the Lord had been leading me. You know, Pastor Greg comes with me some. Uh, he'd been leading me uh, in 2019. I mean, we, were, we went to, to nine other cities other than Burgos. I mean, we were going a lot. And then all of a sudden, Pastor Edwin, Pastor Greg left. They went back. And I went back to Burgos, and there was nothing. I mean, nothing. I was like, "There's wow, this is different. I was not led to go to any, you know, plan any trips. So then I said, well, well praise the Lord. <laughs> I get a little time off. I don't have to travel. So Burgos, what, you know, what are we going to, what kind of outreaches are we going to do? What kind of, what's the plan? So I'm seeking the, the Lord, and there's nothing. So I'm seeking him and seeking him and seeking him. I'm like, Lord, what am I, what, what's coming up this next year? What, what am I supposed to be doing? And I think I, I told you, right, even before it happened, I said, you know, all I see myself doing is sitting at my desk doing paperwork. Why in the world am I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be traveling. Not to, you know, is the Lord setting me aside here? What did I do? What did I say? You know, what I, you know but I, all I can see myself doing is sitting at my desk doing paperwork. And so guess what? We got quarantined into our house. And man, we did a bunch of paperwork. We, we, op- we started the not-for-profit in the States. We got the church registered, all sorts of abundant paperwork. Well, praise God. You know, on the one hand, uh, it's a blessing because if I had to do all that paperwork when I was traveling and ministering, I mean, it worked out perfectly for us. So then we do these in- intensive classes, uh, and it was, you know, it was time to do one in January, February of, of twenty. And I said, Lord, what are we going to do? I'm like, oh, are we going to do it on the Holy Spirit? Are we going to do it on I, I, maybe finances? And the Lord was like, do it on healing. I said, Lord, I don't know. I don't really think our people need to hear about healing right now. They seem well, you know. Um, you know, but nevertheless, at your word, you know, I will. And so we did an intensive class on healing that finished up, I don't know, a week or 10 days before we were quarantined, you know. And so just one thing after another, one thing after another, we were, we were lined up and blessed. And, it, it, you know, we ended up with the building. We ended up with so much. And, and you know, that's what God wants for us. You, you know, I know a whole lot, but it's not here. I, like, I got, I, I got over that. You know, when you're younger, you know, oh, I see that, uh, you know, Pastor Greg is really, you know. No, I don't know anything up here. There's nothing up here. <laughs> but, really, there's nothing up here. <laughs> you go, oh, he's joking. No, ask my wife, there's nothing up here. <laughs> But down here, there is a teeming wealth of, of information and, and, and ability and strength. Everything I need is right here. And, 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 and I'm going to live out of that. Why would I live out of my peanut brain? Have you ever tried? I did. It hurts, right? I mean, after a while... You need, you need aspirin, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, 
Don't, I still drive with my head, okay? Don't, I know you're going to be, let's stay home until they leave town. No. I mean, there are things I still do with my head. I tie my shoes with my head. I drive my car with my head. I do my taxes with my head. But, but I live out of my heart. And it's such a good place to live out of. I, look, you're free. You don't have to live out of your head anymore. Don't, I, I set you free. You don't have to make decisions and, and, and you know, do the lists of pros and cons and, and try to remember and try to figure out. And, and you, know, did I, oh, you know, did I hurt that person's feelings? Or did I, what, you know, should I, should I, should I? Be free. You don't have to live out of your head. It's all down here. And you, 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 down here, you're such a winner. You're such a victor. You're healthy. You're normal. I was not, when I lived out of my head, I was never normal. I tried to be, but it never worked out. I'm normal now because I live out of my heart. The things that are just ahead. Of course, your pastors have a, a wonderful, rich past with Brother Hagen. The Lord called me to go to Rhema in um, nine, uh, 1994. And I was a freshman in college at a little liberal arts school in upstate New York. And um, I talked to my pastor. I talked to different people. And I decided to finish my degree. So I stayed up there for three and a half years, graduated in 1997. And I can remember how the Lord compelled me at that point to go to Ramah. It was like it was, you know, decent to wait until then. But, but after that, I mean, I, there was so much pressure on the inside of me to get down there. And if you want to know a little bit of my testimony, um, I uh, did well in, in high school, did well in college, and... Um, then I uh, got a job offer. So the, the Lord had supernaturally told me to go to Rhema. And then, uh, and then I got this great job opportunity. You know, this is how, how it works, right? So, uh, you know, uh, I uh, basically got a job interview with uh, the Braxton Associates, which is the global strategy wing of Deloitte & Touche, the, you know, one of the top accounting firms in the world and and I and I did a series of like six or eight interviews we had to travel to different times to different places and I finished my my several interviews with a with a PhD in operations research in Boston and 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 when I got back to my apartment I had a job offer from those guys and I mean wow you know that sounded super cool well but anyway I I went uh, you know, wrestled with that for maybe a week or two. And finally, I talked to my pastor, Pastor Michael Lokedic, which actually at the time, he wasn't really my pastor. If he had been my pastor, it wouldn't have been as difficult a decision. But but I was away at college, and I was in the Assemblies of God when he took the church over. And so I was mostly uh, not trained like you are. And so um, anyway, he, he said to me, well, Rich, you're going to have to follow your heart. And I was like, oh, well, it's easy then. I've got to turn down the job and go to Rayma. My heart's telling. I mean, I didn't. Oh, I, I got to stop living in my head. Twenty years ago, right? So, uh, so I did. And what's uh, ac- actually super cool about that, in the testimony side of things, 
is that my office was in the World Trade Center. So, you know, that's just like the devil. You know, he'll offer you the world, and then, you know, as soon as you start obeying him, he'll kill you stone dead. And God, on the other hand, will take you on a wonderful spiritual journey that uh, you've got you've to do it. You, you, you've got to... Got to follow God. You've got to obey God. But anyway, I obeyed God. I was compelled. I just had to get down to Ramah. And because of that, uh, by the grace of God, I was able to, to get uh, under a Brother Kenneth E. Hagin's ministry for the last about, uh, four and a half of, of the last six years of his ministry. I was down there, living there, uh, and partaking of, of, of his ministry. And, you know, he used to prophesy uh, very often. He would say, what, at least at that time, if I remember correctly, he would say, uh, what does the future hold? And, and, he, and he, he would say, well, the future is bright for those who walk in the light. And the future is dark for those who walk after their own way, after the flesh. And honestly, at the time, I was like, I don't, how could that be? You know, how, how can the future be bright you know, for those that, that walk in the light and dark for, I mean, we all live together. We're all around each other. But man, don't you see that in COVID? I, I can remember sitting up in my apartment in Spain and, and it was like I was literally watching the, 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 the houses that were built on the sand float by, you know, while I just sat in my, I'm in my house built on, on the rock. I'm telling you, uh, you know, I cannot promise you I would like it if our world returns to the stability that we have had in recent decades and, and, and you know, that, that it continues like it's been, uh, it's been a precious time. But I can't promise you that. But I can double-dog promise you <laughs> that if you'll walk with God, if you'll just continue, you don't even have to be perfect. You don't have to be, you know, super spiritual. I'm not saying you have to, you know, I mean, just walk with God. Just do really uh, probably what you're already doing. Faithful to your church, faithful in the word, faithful in prayer, moving on. You know, not, not, not standing still, but, but moving on in his things. Your future is so bright. Uh, if uh, one thing, you know, you could say, again, we'd like that stability, we'd like things, but, but I'm telling you, I promise you that if you'll walk on with God, when the world crashes, when the world goes down, you'll go up like, like a rocket ship. That'll be your time of promotion. You, just, just when the world knows dies, you're, you're just going to stand out. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be so good for the saints. It's good. I mean, you know, not without trials and tribulations. I understand we go through those things. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be so good in the light. So let us walk on in the light. Let us move on in to these things and not, not hold back at the open door. And one time the Lord said to me, I opened the door. Don't let it, don't let it swing shut. <laughs> you know, in other words, the door is open, but
But step on into it. Step on through the door into, into these deeper places in him. So another thing that... Uh, I'd rather not do it that way, Lord. Sabraba shjundumbru takama sabiti ofama kalebi sandambo shikisi Payako polonde fam nimdo shakisi patini polambi palisko palisi. So as you draw near to me in prayer, as you spend even a little extra time with me, I'll start to show you specifically the things that are holding you back from moving on with me. Not all natural things are a problem. Indeed, some things are a problem for one and not for another. But there are specific things in your lives that that are holding you too close to this world, holding you too much in this natural realm. I will show you what to lay aside and how to lay it aside and then you'll move on into these things in the way that I've always planned. Our relationship with Jesus is is very simple. You know him. You know, in in your own way, it's a personal relationship. You don't know him like I know him. I don't know him like you know him. But but you do know him. Remember Hebrews chapter 8? They'll not say, know the Lord. For they'll all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them. You know him. And, and, And you can hear from him. And you know you already know what's holding you back. Especially maybe the first couple things, the biggest things, you know what it is that's keeping you from, from you know, that's, you know, you're like that hot air balloon, but you're, you know, born to rise, born to fly, you know, but you still got, you know, one foot, right, tethered, you know, and so, man, just, just, just let that, let that thing slip loose. The Lord will, will identify that and, and just show you. And you'll soar with the eagles like you were always designed. I'm telling you, this, you, individually, this church, I mean, it's ready to fly. It's ready to, I mean, not, you're already flying. Don't get me wrong. I didn't come here to, you know, but, but, oh, you know what I mean, right? There's so many things we could say, so let me look in my my bag of tricks. All right, let's do it. Isaiah 60. Let's just keep seeing this in the Word. You guys know Isaiah 60, don't you? Verse 1. Same thing as what we've been saying. 
Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon you. The future will be bright for those who walk in the light, but the future will be dark for those who, you know, try to live out of this natural realm. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Darkness will cover the earth. Gross darkness, the people. And the reality is, if we're walking too low, then, then the darkness is going to get on us. You know what I mean? It's going to, you know, it's going to get on. But if, if we'll rise, we'll, we'll stand in the light. You know, this open door or using, kind of c- combining these. What if I said, you know, what, what if there was a high-rise building with 20 stories and it was laid out all the same? Maybe it had, you know, uh, you know a, a, B, C, and D corridor. You know, and I, and I said to you, hey, here, I'm giving you the penthouse suite up on the 20th floor. You know, so down at the end of A corridor, go on in, the door's open. Well, you might say, well, that's, I don't like elevators. That's a long, long way up. I'm going to go down A corridor on the first floor. You know, door's not open. Second floor, a 10th floor. The 18th floor, I mean, Nobody's perfect. (laughs) There's only one way in the door. There's only one. We're going to have to arise. We're going to have to get to where the door is and then walk on in. These things, they're, they're, they're right here. They're right now. We don't have to wait any longer. But, but we do have to arise. We have to, we have to move up into it. Got to be careful. I'm not allowed to go that way. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, turn to 1 Corinthians 2. Let me... Let me help you apply this a little bit in, in the day by day. Oh, th- this, is, this is important. This is going to help you. Uh, we, we, talk, we talked about, you know, the Lord showing you specific things to, to let go of. And that's going to help you move on in the spirit. But look at this. Look at this verse. I, I knew I was... I knew I was preaching at a, or teaching at a good teacher's church, so I even looked up a scripture, a, a, one of these words in the Greek. So I'm, I'm ready. So get, so hold on. It's about to here. Here it comes. First Corinth. Don't leave now. I'm about to get out the Greek. <laughs> oh, hallelujah! First uh, Corinthians two thirteen. Can I, can I start that far down? Okay, let's start in verse 6. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature, not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that are come to naught. 
We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world for our glory. Now let's skip down to 13. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual. Comparing spiritual things to spiritual. Uh, now that word, that word comparing in the Greek means judging spiritual things against spiritual things. And one of the things that we're going to have to do to move up higher is to recognize when the things that we're facing are natural problems or spiritual problems. You know, for instance, I might stub my toe. The devil didn't even know, right? He's off tormenting somebody else. I stub my toe. Now my toe hurts, okay? Now, I can stand and believe God for my toe to be healed, or, you know, I can get some salve. I can put a Band-Aid on it. Natural problem, natural solution. But sometimes the devil attacks us in a natural area. Sickness, temptation, uh, finances. So sometimes it just came along naturally. Something happened. And, 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 and see, when it's a spiritual attack, the natural solution will not solve it. Now, it can take a little bit of the edge off, right? You can take a take, look. Take, but if, if that's coming from the devil, if that's coming from the spirit, only a spiritual solution will get the job done. And so if we're sensitive, the Lord will tell us, you know, maybe not in our heads, but at least our hearts will know, this is a spiritual attack that needs a spiritual solution. And, 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 and when we see that, and then learn how to, how to operate that spiritual solution, we come up higher. That, that's another thing that will bring us up higher. Look over in, in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, chapter 10. And verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not in the flesh, are not carnal. They're not in the flesh. See, this is where we have to be very careful when it comes to politics. Now, there's nothing wrong with being politically involved. Certainly, we should vote. We should be involved politically. But your and my strength as the church of God is never going to be in the flesh. We're, we're, that's not where we're big. That's not where we're mighty. You know, again, we have a responsibility. But, but where we're strong, where we're victorious is in spiritual things. You know, prayer, confession, uh, flowing with the Holy Ghost, the word. This is where we're going to be successful. In the natural, I mean, we'll see change in the natural, but not through natural means. It'll have to come through, 
It's going to have to come through spiritual means. It won't come through natural means. It's going to come through spiritual means every time. That's where your victory lies. That's where your success is. And look, we've all lived down here in the world and you know, done the rat race and tried to figure this out in the natural to some degree. And, you know, we need to do smart things in the natural. We need to do the right things in the natural. But especially when it comes to spiritual attacks in your life, spiritual things, there's only a spiritual solution that's really going to bring you the full victory. And our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and, and, and every high thing that exalts itself against knowledge of Christ. Do you remember Brother Hagen used to talk about how if, if the devil can get us into the mental realm, he'll whip us every time. But, if, but if, we'll, if we'll get him, if we'll stay in the spirit, we'll, we'll, we'll clean his clock every time. You know, and, and, and it's, it's like that. E- even in politics, again, I know there's a, a natural interface with politics, there's a, but our victory is in the spirit every time. Every time. Rich, who are you? Why, are you? why do you get to come here and talk like this? Well, number one, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But let me just give you a little bit of a testimony. I went over to Spain 10 years ago. And you know what? For the first seven years, I got my lunch ate every day. Every single day for seven years. The devil walked all over me. Now, you might think, Rich, you're not very bright. But finally, after seven years, I thought, maybe I better learn something else. <laughs> now, not something new, you know, but because, uh, I mean, because I was, I was working the things that, that we all know, and I was saying, God, but your word says, but I was just getting walked on. So, you know, and again, these aren't new things, but I thought, there must be something I don't know because I know it's not God's will for me to just live under the devil's boot all these years. So I just said, you know, like the, like the saying goes, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Is that what you want? And my answer was, you know what? No, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. So I started to, and, 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 and so what I did is I started to study about spiritual things, developing the human spirit, Brother Hagen's uh, material on that, how to be led by the Spirit of God. I just started to, 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 to hit these things and hit these things and hit these things, you know, day after day, week after week, year after year. It gets so emotional when I talk about it. You know, and, and so it's, it's not new, but, but, but I'll tell you. Here's the reality of it. I can't get across the street over there without doing this. I, I cannot get across the street over there without doing it. The easiest, silly little thing. Doors are shut. Doors are shut. Doors are shut. I have to, I have to arise. I have to shine. I have to get through that open door. And I, I have to do it in the spirit. Now, these are the things we're doing. I'm not doing, you know, any weird thing that, that you don't understand. But, but, I, but, 
But I, 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 I pray and I, I get to a place where, where I'm filled with God and it's from that place I make my confessions. It's from that place I make my decisions. And, and you know, guess what? It doesn't even go the way you think it's going to go. You know, my mind thinks, oh, the deliverance is going to come from door number three. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you know, door number one pops open. Oh, well, that's not expected. Okay. <laughs> you know, thank you, Lord. You know, and, and so this isn't going to look like we think it, it looks in our minds, but it's going to be so good. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And, and I mean, you can do it. You know, and so the reality is I hope it's not true, but, you know, in the last year and a half or so, the rest of the world has started to look more like Spain. You know what I mean? So some of the things that I've had to do just to survive there, hopefully we're not all going to have to do. But, I mean, it's good stuff. It's good things. It's just walking in the Spirit. It's just walking with God. It's just uh, living above, above the fray. Go with me. How are we doing for time? For some reason, I must have bumped it. This timer has started, unless the Holy Ghost started it, and I'm... It's like a message. Go to Romans 5. Here's another way. I I just want to keep talking about these things. But but Brother Hagen, in his ministry, he also used to say a lot when when I was there, he would say, um, you're looking at me like a cow at a new gate. You're looking at me like a cow at a new gate. And I don't know if we have any cattle farmers here, but the concept is you've got cows in a pasture, and then you decide, you know what, I think I'm going to put a new gate in this side because it would be a real convenient place to take my cows out. So you put a gate there, and then you drive your cows to that new open gate, and the cows are like, "Uh, there's no gate there. They never had a gate there before, so they think there's no gate there. So you're driving them, but they're looking like there's no gate here even though there is a gate there now. And, and you know, Brother Hagin was, was trying to get us up into some things for a lot of the end of his ministry. And, and the church, you know, there, that open door was in the spirit at that time. But what, the, the church was literally looking at him at, 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 like a cow at a new gate. Like he was trying to get us to go through this door and we're all going, uh, there's no door there because, you know, we, we, because it's a spiritual thing. It's not a mental thing, you know. And so these are the things I believe. And here's, here's the reality of it. We're going to have to go through anyway. Even though he's gone, we're going to have to go through. You know, and, and we're, gonna have to, we're just going to have to do it. We're going to have to get through that, that spiritual open door. And, and, and again, it's not doing new things. Uh, we, we, conf, confession, our authority... We're so well taught. We know what to do, but we have to operate out of that place. Instead, like, like, like here, here's another way to look at it. You know, it's almost like we know about those things, but we're really more comfortable living in the natural realm, so we only do those things when we really have to. You know what I mean? You know, we just go, oh, uh, I could, you know, I could go, you know, intercede for a couple hours and and stand and, and use my authority and 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 my confessions and you know get full of God and just really, well, my favorite shows on, I guess, uh, 
things are pretty good, <laughs> you know, and so I'll just watch my favorite, you know, again, and these things aren't sin, but, you know, but, but there's a place where we can go to, and, and we all, know, remember, remember what, uh, was it Thomas, uh, well, Lord, we, we don't know the way, we, we don't know where you're going, where you're going, how, how, we don't know, preacher, we don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Jesus is the way, the truth, well, what are you saying, uh, we don't know what you're talking Jesus is the way. You know Jesus. He's the way. Right? You, you, well, this is all so mysterious. No, it's just a deeper relationship with Jesus. It's just a closer walk with him. It's just learning to lay aside the weights that, that hinder us and going on in with him. Remember old-time Pentecost? Brother Hagin used to talk about, about you know, uh, the people were more consecrated back then. You know, that, that, that people understood some, some deeper things about prayer back then. You know, your pastors understand these things. They were part of that. But, 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 but as a movement, we'll, we'll have to abide in, in these things to, to, to see, you know, look, because why, let, let, let's, just, let's just get down to brass tacks. Why is there a disconnect between what we know and believe and what we're experiencing? You know, whether it's politically or, or, or in some personal area of our lives, why, why aren't we living in what, what we know and believe? You know, at least a, even a little bit. Uh, the reason is because we can go deeper into these things. We can, you know, God will show us in our relationship with him how to, how to work these things. So when I was at Rama, these are these are fun stories because I was a little spiritual, you know, spiritually didn't know much. Like like my story about college, I didn't even know it was God's will to be uh, to heal us. Uh, well, back the, back when I was at Rama, I was a little bit spiritually. So uh, this was after uh, after I graduated even, and so I'm praying in the spirit at home. And, um, and I keep praying out, stay, 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 stay. I'm praying out, stay, 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 stay. And I'm going, what do you mean? Stay, should I stay home from work? Uh, what do you mean? Should I stay, you know, should I stay uh, working at Rama? Should I stay? What am I supposed to stay? What am I supposed to stay? So, you know, thank God I didn't stay home from work. I didn't stay. But this went on for a couple few weeks. I keep praying out, stay, 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 stay. And so I'm, I was on the grounds crew, in Parsonage grounds crew at the time. And so I'm pulling weeds at Pastor Hagen's house. Is it, can I say that I was friends with Pastor Hagen if I pulled weeds at his house? I mean, that's probably... Or, or can I say I ministered with him, right? If I, <laughs> oh, praise God, bless people's hearts. So anyway, I was not friends with Pastor Hagen, nor did I minister with him, but I did pull weeds at his house. That I did do. And uh, so I'm pulling weeds at his house, and, and, I, and I got, the Lord said, I prayed out, stay on the throne. Stay on the throne. My people get on the throne for an hour or two a day and, 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 and do things in prayer, and then they get off the throne and live the rest of the day in the natural. Stay on the throne, he said. Remember what, what Roman... This is, I mean, if, if we can get what I'm about to say, which we, of course, can. You probably, you've probably known about it for a long time. But if we really start to, to understand it and practice it, I'm telling you, 
it's gonna it's just gonna explode. Romans five seventeen. I had to. I just wasn't making it. Seven years. I'll tell you what. If I hadn't, if I hadn't made the change, I'd have moved back to the United States within six months. After seven years, I would have just had to come back. I, I, I wouldn't have made it. I had to. I had to do this to to, to make it. Five seventeen. Romans five seventeen. For. If by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. You know the scripture. Shall reign, we say, we shall reign as kings in life. They that receive the abundance of grace, gift of righteousness, thank God for the abundance of grace, thank God for the gift of righteousness, will reign as kings in life. How does a king reign? Look, I always think this is fun. Go with me to, I got to look up the scripture. It's 1 Kings. I want, help me out with this. 1 Kings chapter 6. Watch this. 1 Kings chapter 6. In verse 2, 1 Kings 6, 2. And the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, the length thereof was threescore cubits, and on and on. Not, not, so, not so important. Verse 14 of the same chapter. And so Solomon built the house and finished it. This is talking about Solomon building the temple. Now would anyone here argue that point? I just, I just proved it in the scriptures two times. Did Solomon build the temple or not? Anybody here say that he did not build the temple? Okay, so what I want to ask you is what, what do you think? I mean, did, what kind of shovel did Solomon use to build the temple? Or, you know, or, or carving tool? What do, what do you think Solomon, what, what do you think he liked? What, what kind of hammer? What kind of, I mean, he must have been a big guy, right? Moving all those stones into place. Because Solomon built the temple, right? So, you, you guys know, right? What, tell me what he, what did, what did Solomon use to build the temple? What part of his body did he use to build the temple? Well, but did, did Solomon build the temple really? He built that temple with his mouth. He built that temple with his mouth. He sat on his throne and he said, we'll build a temple. And, and all of his little minions, right, scurried around and they built that temple. They physically built it by his word. Are they not all ministering spirits? sent to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation? Are they not all ministering spirits? Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 1. Guys, you are a king 
You sit on a throne. You have angels at your command. Uh, Forgive me, what are you doing? Running around, sweating, running here and there. How am I going to get this situation handled? How am I going to get this done? Forgive me, what are you doing? You are a king. You sit on a throne. You have angels under your back and call, under your command. Hebrews chapter 1. How how are you going to build this? How are you going to, except the Lord build the house, we labor in vain that build it, but how are you going to cooperate with God to build this end time kingdom? Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? That's you. That's me. You have angels at your command, at your call to to take care of these things for you, to bring the money in, to bring the favor in. It's not going to happen another way. The truth is it's not going to happen another way. This is is the only way it will happen. This This is God's plan. This is how it's going to happen. Stay on the throne. Learn to stay on the throne. Learn to operate all day long out of the Spirit. You don't have to be in a cloud. You don't have to be, you know, groggy and and, and falling all over the place. But you can, you can operate in this all the time. The truth is, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is what you were made for. The, and, and this generation, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to operate in, this, in these places. And, and it is our great privilege. It is our great honor to be called upon by the Father in this hour to work this way. Um, I'll give a testimony quickly about, um, I decided about five or six years ago to start uh, doing Heaven's Health Food devotional by Brother Hagen. You know, it's wonderful devotional. And I just decided, you know, I should, I should start doing this. So I started reading, it's a 360, 365 days, you know, and I started reading this health food devotional. And, and I didn't feel a thing. I didn't, nothing happened, didn't have any visions. But, all, but, but nine months in, it just, one day it just hit me. I feel great. <laughs> I feel really good. I, I don't know if I've ever felt this good. I thought, Wow. So I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep doing it. So I've done it for six years now. So then, because I'm, I'm so smart, I said, 
If that worked for health, I wonder if it would work for finances. But there's no heaven's finance food by Brother Hagen, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm helpless. No. So I said, I said I'm, I'm a smart guy. Let's see. I'm going to start reading one page of how God taught me about prosperity every day. And then I'll make up my own confessions. You know, heaven's health food makes up the confessions for you. But I'm a, I'm a minister. I can make my own confessions. <laughs> I know you guys can too. So you took some scriptures. And so I have read one page of how God taught me about prosperity for the last four years, one, one a day. You can imagine I've read that book through many, many times. But you know what happened? I, I mean, the Lord said, you know, believe for a certain amount of money a month to come in. And so I was, and it was not quite twice what, what had been coming in. And the Lord said to me, he said, now in December of last year, you'll start to hit that number. Really? And you know what? We hit it. And then we hit it. Oh, and then in January. The Lord is awesome. So he said, in January, he said, now increase that. I said, Lord, we just hit it. Can I just stay here for a little bit and enjoy it? You know, give me a, he said, okay, you know, if you want, you can. I said, let me stay there for three months. He said, oh, okay, you know, that's okay. I love the Lord. I'm, I'm catching on slow, but I'm getting quicker now. So, so we hit it again in January, February, March, and I believe we hit it in April. And so then in April, I started to say, okay, I'm going to increase it now to the, to the number that, that you told me. And he said, uh, he said, okay, now because you did it your way, you're not going to hit that number for a while. I said, <laughs> okay. God, okay, I'll break that down. I did it my way, not hit the number. <laughs> I imagine that means do it his way, hit the number. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Y'all, y'all pray for the missionaries. So anyway, uh, we did. We you know we didn't hit it for a while, but now we've hit it. So thank God for that. But but I'm telling you, and and, and so we're talking about transitioning to thinking a little bit more out of the spirit. So let let's talk about this. If we go back, we we could talk. We have points in this in this service. First, we talked about you know getting close to him, and he'll show you what to lay aside. You know, the second one was, you know, starting to compare spiritual things with spiritual understanding. If it's a spiritual attack, we can use some natural things to maybe ease the, you know, take the edge off. But the only solution is spiritual. We're not going to be able to, to solve the problem of a spiritual attack by natural means. And the Lord will lead you. The Lord will show you uh, how, to, how that needs to be handled. And so the third point in my, in my wonderful three-point sermon is you, we're going to have to become good spiritual farmers. My dad is a good uh, natural farmer. Actually, my dad's a wonderful man of God. He's a, good, he's a really good spiritual farmer too. But, um, he, you know, I grew up on a natural farm. And there's just certain things we know. See, I stumbled into a principle when I started doing these health 
and, and what, this health and wealth thing every day. And it's, it's that principle that a good farmer sows seeds before they need the harvest, right? Like, I've never seen my dad, oh, Rich, uh, we, need, we need corn. Uh, come on, come on, come on out, come on. Let, let's, let's, let's plant. Oh, that, that's not working. Okay, let's water it. Oh, that's not working either. Let's fertilize it. Uh, okay, uh, let's uh, uh, call the pastor. Pray. Because the corn, no, a good farmer sees ahead, right? And, and, they, and they go, you know what? I'm going to want corn down the road. So I'm going to, my dad's cool about it, right? Hey, today we need to plant corn. Not, he doesn't, he's not concerned. He's not, you know, hoping and praying. He just goes and plants corn. Remember what Jesus said about the parable of the sower? If you don't understand this parable, how will you understand anything that I say? I used to be, I know you're not like this. We're talking about me tonight, right? I used to be like one of those freaked out faith guys, you know, where I would get sick and then I'd be, oh, let's see if I can work up a healing, you know, or, or you know, or, 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 or I, you know, or I'd get a bill, right? And I'd try to work up, you know, pro, you know, finances. Oh, shun! I know you guys aren't like this. You guys are so much smarter than me. You guys are so much further along than I am. Pray for the missionaries. But, but no, see, I don't plant for today anymore. And so there's no pressure. I'm not trying to get healed. Off, off of what I'm planting today. I live healed off what I planted years ago. I'm not trying to prosper off what I, what I sow today. I'm prospering off what I sowed years ago. And, and, and by the grace and goodness of God, I will just go higher and higher and higher and higher and you will too. Why? Be- because I prophesied? Not necessarily. Because, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're, you're pretty? You are pretty. But that's not why you're... Because you're a good spiritual farmer. Because you learn how to sow seeds in the spirit and just enjoy your life and let the harvest come. The seed of the word always works. It's an incorruptible seed. And you know, really I'm talking, we use, and, and we, we certainly can from, like for instance, for instance, Second Corinthians talks about sowing uh, financially. We use the, the, the seed in that sort, in that sort of, uh, and, and the Bible does as well, so we're on good ground to do that. But, but the parable of the sower is talking about the word as the seed being sown into our heart as the ground, right? And so that, so, you know, so, so your finances, that's a part. But, but I'm specifically talking right now about sowing the word every day into your lives. And, and you will, the, the seed springs up, we know not how. You will move into these things and never even recognize it. You know, you'll, you, you won't feel yourself move into it. You won't, it won't, you know, I mean, maybe you guys will have some sort of explosive experience. That's fine. That's good. But, but really, you don't need that. 
You don't need that. My, uh, farming is not, you know, explosive, it, it, but it's just day in, day out, doing the things that need to be done, and, and, and it'll all come to pass. And it'll all come to pass. And it'll, you, you're, you're, you're a chosen generation. You're a chosen generation. One time I was preaching to, to youth at, at Ramah, and, and, I, and, I, and I started to, to meditate on and to preach on Enoch. And I thought, Enoch, wow. Enoch walked with God, then he was no more. What, wouldn't it be amazing to have a relationship with God where, where you walk with him and then, and then he just takes you? And then it hit me. There's coming a whole generation that's going to have that exact same relationship with God. They're going to walk with God and then he's just going to take them. And I believe you're that generation. I know we don't feel uh, up to the task. I don't feel up to the task, but he put me here. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your unfailing love. We thank you for the the reality of these things. My, yes, we thank you for the reality of these things, that these spiritual things are just as real or more real than the natural realm. And Father, I I just thank you that every person under the sound of my voice just receives, uh, you know, that, that extra, I mean, if you want to call the word an impartation or if you want to call it just that extra, extra jolt, Father God, to, to, to move on into these things and to just, just to, to, to step, to take that next step into all that you have for us. I call them strong. I call them victorious. I call them wise. I call them able. I call them spiritual. I thank you for it, that it will happen, that it will come to pass, that that, that the commission and the purpose and the destiny that you have on this church and that you have on every person in in this place fully unfolds, fully comes to pass, that will not come short or, or get tripped up in any of it, but that will fully stand in it. Father, you have raised up this church. You have raised up this place for a, a, a purpose. And, 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 and it's all still here. And it will all come to pass. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> you know, I've given it my all, guys. And uh, I trust that, that the Lord is pleased with that. We trust that we honored him and, and, and did what he asked us to do. You, you have the Holy Ghost in you. You have God in you. you, you, you you're a victor. You're a victor. You don't need anything. You do not lack. You come short in nothing. You come short in nothing. Hallelujah.
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.